Hello and you're very welcome to another edition of The Race Hour, brought to you of course by our hosts at BetBright and joining us on this week's show we have the excellent jockey that is Sam Twiston-Davies, he'll catch up with us about the new ones, some of the other horses he's ridden over the past uh, well, few months of the jump season as we start getting to the business end of it all, Cheltenham not too far away, big meeting there as well this weekend, nine races on the Cheltenham card on Saturday including the BetBright Cotswold where Thistlecrack will take centre stage, joining me in the studio at Deborah Nolan, who's back from the kingdom. Deborah, how are you? I'm fine, Dean, buddy. How are you? Yeah, good to have you with us again. Well, in person. In that's person, nice. that's right, yeah. And uh, Dave McGurin is back. Dave. How are you, Dean? How are you, sir? Not too bad. Glad to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. Let's talk about some of the uh, racing that's passed us by then since we last sat down. And uh, I might start with a new one. I know Sam is coming up a little bit later on and we'll chat to him about it, but uh, mm. he's gone and won that Haydock race for the third time. Uh, he's class, Dean. We just need to keep... Uh, Forgetting now that, you know, we keep talking about Cheltenham with him. There's no point. Uh, we just celebrate the horse for what he is. Uh, he's a very, very good horse who's won some very good races and he's just off the top level. Um, he's probably a championship footballer. I imagine if he was uh, if he was going to be a footballer he's in another James, life. He's a James Milner in the division, I think. He's exactly that. And he's just off off top class. And he's, uh, but still, Dean, he's a joy to behold and he's been an absolute joy to own it. I'd imagine too. If James Milner is listening, and that's very unlikely, that is a compliment to James. Uh, that's exactly. <laughs> Dave, what do you make of the new one? He, he went and did it. We should also talk about the horse that I think we bigged up a few times on here, Lamy Serge. Yeah, I was very disappointed with Lamy Serge. He finds nothing off the bridle, travelled really well into the uh, second last hurdle, looked like he'd play a major part. Uh, the new one got up in the end, and it was a, a fight for it. You have to look at the fact that it's rated £20 higher than Klein. He was only given Klein £8. Now, I mean, Klein in his own right is a decent horse, and I think he's a nice mark for the Betfair hurdle. But it's it's not form that you want to go into Cheltenham with. He seems to be kind of triplest the new one. He's going to be stuck between the champion hurdle or the stairs hurdle, and I don't think he's good enough for either. I mean, three times placed in the champion hurdle. Well, fifth to fourteen, But he's been three times to the champion hurdle. He's just not good enough. Uh, I'd, I'd aim him at the entry hurdle and even bypass Cheltenham at this stage. You just know that's not going to happen with a twist in Davis horse, though. No, sure. What did your man Jamie Kinnan say that time on Race Air, which I thought was very good, that he's uh, he's underrated by everyone except, except for Nigel yes. Twiston Davis, who uh, who overrates him. Yeah, great quote, very true. Um, let's talk about another hurdler that did something over the weekend that perhaps, well, I'd say the new one was a little bit unexpected to go and do it again, but did what it does at Haydock, and Jeski was back. Yeah, he hurdled brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. Um, very good. Hard to know. Uh, which race to go with him again? Um, just to uh, to copy Dave, there. I actually think he's an ancient hurdle horse. I think he's he's stuck between the two, but again, he's the exact same age as Faheen and Annie Power. Um, you know, he's he's well entitled to go for a champion hurdle. He's not far off these at all. I thought the year that uh, he was in his peak probably was the year behind Faheen, and yeah, he finished fourth that year. But Arctic Fire and Hur- Hurricane Fly that year, um, they both stayed on for a place. Jeski tried to win it and Faheen just slid his throat for the want of a better term and um, Jeski though high class animal and it would not be a surprise at all were he to place in the champion hurdle and also has to be noted Dean Jessica Harrington found the absolute perfect race for that horse I mean the fact that Tombstone and Renetti had to give him weight it was absolutely genius and it was nice to see him back yeah Joe he jumped really well he's a horse that's made a few mistakes in the past and that sounds weird about a champion hurdler but He'd probably run pretty well in the champion hurdle, Dave, would he? Yeah, I think the champion hurdle is the obvious choice for him. I mean, in an open year where Faheen is still 
to make his debut back there on Sunday. Doesn't great depth in the race. I mean, he's rated three pounds higher than the third favourite, uh, Janworth. So, you know, you, you've got to think that it's got to be a conundrum for Barry Garrity who he's going to ride in it. I thought he jumped really well. He's going to improve from that run. And as Derby says, he's a nine year old, same age as Fahin. I think he has to take his chance in the champion order. Yeah, I, I, I think he probably does. I think, but they might squeeze one more race in for Jetski, which will tell all then probably to Jesse and connections about where they're going to go. Let's talk about couple of other horses one of the hurdler that's probably worth picking up ice cold soul winning a really good race at Lepstown the coral handicap hurdle traveled really really well uh looked looked actually really nice i thought traveled fantastically um and picked it up well i thought six pounds for that performance was uh really quite light and going into some of the de- decent handicaps at um at fairy house or at punchestown um he'll have every chance dina do you know that um hurdle that Clondal Warrior won last year I think Ice Cold Soul could pick something up like that and uh, he's a very good horse and um, I really liked him Heartbreak City was in there as well Dave what did you make of the contest? I, I don't think Heartbreak City ran the race I mean Heartbreak City's already won over hurdles second in the Melbourne Cup like Max Steiner might be for him I don't think the form translates necessarily to hurdles uh, for me a lot of horses didn't get their run in the race it's a very hard race to gauge. I mean, Ice Cold Sober's or Ice Cold Soul is still off a nice mark, but it's very hard to gauge the form of that race. I thought it kind of really suited the ones up in the front rank. I thought he got a very good ride. It was the only Gigginstown entry in the race as well, wasn't it, Dave? It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I suppose that should have been noted, but uh, they're normally top heavy in these kind of handicaps with runners. But having said that, yeah, all the pace up front, there was very few that got into the race, and I'd. I just wouldn't I wouldn't take the form literally I'd mark up a few performances now I thought Golden Spear that's a wrap and Vaynard could be marked up maybe just the way Tudor City ran a blinder as well yeah yeah that's true just the way the race kind of developed I think Tudor City was more front ranked than some of those other ones so yeah decent race there'll be plenty of winners come from it I'm not you sure you have to forget Vaynard now though Dean wouldn't you I, mean, he, I don't know he continues to catch you oh, yeah I think you probably do I don't think a lot of the ones I've mentioned there um, rated high enough to get into anything I think he had a chance at Christmas festivals. and he was copied that's a wrap he was everything went perfect that day um, and I yeah. just thought there was very little else that could have been done and I just think from here on out like one would probably fall for him eventually well, some he, he just has to hit the, hit the front everything needs to fall absolutely perfect yeah. something like that grade B handicap hurdle at uh, a Clarny during the summer maybe um, he could be a Galway hurdle type maybe even as well but um, I just think he's going to be one of these really frustrating horses who just keeps placing and then the one day you won't back him is the day he'll win <laughs> that happens to me all the time so yeah I'll continue to do that on that basis I think. <laughs> let's talk about a few of the chasers um, Sam will pick up on Bristol Demai when we catch up with him a little bit later but n- winning in turn probably and, and very impressive while all eyes were on Allery is he a gold cup horse now though? Bristol Demai. Yeah. No, I don't think he no, is. No, not at six. At six, they should be minding him. Still a baby. Yeah, they should be minding him. I mean, he, he was very disappointed in the rehearsal chase. I really fancied him that day when he was beaten by a Tiger Trail. He came out and reversed that form comprehensively the last day. I just, like, he got into a rhythm. He attacked his fence as well. I'm not sure. I know he was second in Rhino. I'm not sure, or not the Rhino, who was second last year in, in the uh, JLT. JLT. I'm not sure if Cheltenham was the ideal course for him the way he jumps the way he gets into rhythm and the undulations there I'd rather see him on a flat track I'd rather see him go to Aintree or put his head he's flopped now twice hasn't he was he in the Triumph last uh, year as well yeah he didn't I wouldn't say flop wasn't a flop I just in JLT yeah, I don't think he flopped but a very bad JLT though I think he's better it's the worst JLT in years better on a flat track yeah. I think it could be, be the worst JLT better. ever last year I think you know when you look at Lammy Surge and Third um, you know it, 
it's very very bad race I think it fell apart didn't it it was Zabana and Outlander and Black Hercules winning well not like, necessarily Outlander I mean or Zabana the one to take out of the race well, he fell Zabana was um, the one to take out of the race the finish of the race was the but I mean they to take out of the race for a future form with Zabana though I suppose at least we could cup winner in there a bit of advertising there perhaps yeah well well, well done for finding that one he did it brilliantly he's a lovely horse I think going forward he's a Hennessy horse or something like that Um, and I'd be looking after him yeah Yeah. that's a good shout I'd mind them and and, and I'll keep it for next year's Hennessy for next year yeah Yeah. Hennessy next year okay that's Bristol to my and Sam of course will pick up on that horse trained by his father a little bit later on let's talk about um, well a few apologists around for a horse called York Hill and I thought he was um, unimpressive, did perhaps what he had to do in his latest chase effort. Um, and before I go on my little crusade, I'll, I'll give this to Dave. Dean, we weren't happy to listen to your crusade first, if you want to uh, yeah. if you want to get it out of your system, and then we'll come back to you. Yeah. No, I'd like to know your impressions on York Kill so far. I was extremely impressed. Uh, he won the races he liked effortless. He never came out of second gear. I think he's going to be a lot better over fences than he was over hurdles. Uh, a winner he, he doesn't do anything easy but he last year a winner of the Neptune beat a favourite of yours in Yanworth uh, all ends up all ends up yeah he uh, went to Aintree uh, Rankine again was affluent at a good few of the hurdles still managed to get up and win against Le Prezian. Uh I, I just I just think he's gave the fences a lot more respect than he has his hurdles in the past and I think a fast run race, something like the Arco will suit him down to the ground and I'd see him as a serious threat to in. If he went for the Arco? If he went for the Arco, yeah. JLT the wrong race? It's the easy option. I'd rather see him in the Arco. Against Altior and Min? Against Altior and Min. I think he's at that class. I think that's the right race for him myself, Demo. Yeah, he needs he needs a pace to aim at, definitely, anyway. He, I think he'd like a horse like Sharp. Sharble to be running in the JLT to try and force a pace from. He's brilliant, Dean. He's he's one of the best horses of his generation. I think he'll he'll prove it as well. Uh, he jumps a bit left, but that's him. I'm not worried about that one tiny bit. I think when a horse develops uh, idiosyncrasy like that, I wouldn't even call it a fault anymore. It's just what no. they do. Um, he, Chelham's so left-handed anyway that he'll be absolutely fine. Um, it doesn't matter how far Jet was behind him either. Uh, his head was in his chest. He's could have won as he liked. He's mad, but I said it about Tisselcrack. I love mad horses like that that have have their own minds. He's a bit tough on himself, yeah, but there's enough time now between he'll get another run in, then he'll go to Cheltenham. Um, he has he's decent form. He's beaten Yammer. He's beaten 007 in a Tallworth. He did everything wrong in that Tallworth as well. He did everything wrong at Aintree, but he keeps winning. He's a three-time grade one winner and uh, he jumps a fence a lot better than he jumps a hurdle as well yeah, I, think, I think he's going to improve a lot for yeah, he'd improve an awful lot for it he'd be straighter for it and at Cheltenham no matter what race it is he won't need to be taking it up four out like no. he did the last day the second he hits the front his jumping gets more left he wins whatever race he goes for I honestly believe you think if he went for the Arco he'd beat Altio? Uh, I do. I think he'd put it up to him. I think he'd really put it up to him. I, I, like I think just the fact that he travels, Altior outstayed Min last year more than anything. Um, you know he was off the bridle earlier than Min, and he outstayed him. He will not outstay York Hill. Um, and as well as that, York Hill would just travel in behind him. He, he'd love to have a horse like I mean, Altior. Really, what we're looking for in the York is something special to take on Duval next year in the uh, Champion Chase. And that's what we're reading up for as a, a two Yeah, if they, if they keep Duvan to that division, I think he'll have more competition next season than he's got this one anyway. Yeah, and 
York Hill would head that up for me. Okay. I, I, I don't think anyone I've heard since York Hill's gone jumping fences has managed to say anything about the horse without saying, yeah, but, you know, it'd be better if he does this. Oh, but, you know, he did that and he might do this. And I call that apologists. And I, I don't I don't like it. I haven't been that impressed with him as a chaser so far. I know he won uh, head and chest, as you guys put it there, but I wasn't that impressed at all. I saw Kevin Blake's column on ATR talking about comparisons with Atoir Phil, who won on the same day, a horse who was going a quarter of a mile further, had jumped a couple more fences, was hampered in the finish. That, to me, is just, it's like York Hill didn't look that impressive, but... And he didn't jump that well, but... And if he gets a better pace, but... There's all these things going around. I don't like it. I think York Hill's a supremely talented horse, but he hasn't impressed me so far over fences. I would have loved to have seen him gone champion hurdle this year and maybe hang on for a little while. But He jumps a fence a lot, but he jumps a hurdle, though. I mean, the champion hurdle, you have to jump every hurdle brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, he seems to concentrate on that, that a little bit more. Uh, I just think, no, Dean, I can't have any of that. I only think a horse is a flaw is if they kick up a fuss or they, they've, you know, they ran out or they won't do any of this. Even when, like, this is him. Well, this is who he is. Like, I think you've already said it. Now, the, the issue I have is the way that he gets dis- discussed is that he wasn't very good at Aintree, but he still won. So that's good. Yeah, because he was a Neptune good, winner. Right? He's very hard on himself. He's, so he was a Neptune winner. He, Not many horses went. He's I mean, Altior didn't go to Aintree or Punchstone. Min didn't do either. I mean, just the fact that he took in... So you think he's been campaigned wrong? I, no, I just think uh, you have to allow a horse not putting it brilliantly in at Aintree. The fact that a horse can go to Cheltenham and then Aintree win, it's a very rare thing. Um, I mean, how many horses you have won gold clubs? You back-to-back after, yep. as a novice. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a really decent performance. And I thought the attitude he showed when he looked beaten, come back and win, I, th- I thought it showed a lot of guts. And Leprezian's not a dog either. Uh, you know, uh, he got up to beat him. But again, this is the fences. For the fact that he jumps left, what we have to accept is, it. What you're seeing is a chink in his armour. We're, we're nearly seeing as a You're all saying it as positives. Uh, absolute and, positive. And, and, and I, I think it's an absolute positive. I don't, I, don't, I don't see them as positives. I'd much prefer to see him do what, say, Altior does, which is go around school, jump brilliantly and beat decent horses. But Altior hasn't... Altior at Sandown was poor, Dean, until about three fences to go. I mean, he was lucky Charvel jumped out or Charvel would have been up a lot closer with him. I mean, Altior, you made apologies for Altior. Altior. I made no apologies for Altior. He doesn't need any. You did, but York Hill doesn't need it either. I mean, York well, Hill is to fantastic. That's my issue. And I, I, I just... I think it's not apologies, though. We're just accepting his flaws and saying that's him, that's his makeup, and he's going to win with them anyway. I mean, that's not apologising for anything. He, he does it. His best round of jumping in his career was in the Neptune, he jumped straight the whole way around until he got to the last hurdle when he was about eight lengths clear of Janmark because he put the distance between them in strides. He was eight lengths clear <laughs> Okay. He wasn't that much clear, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I ran away this with myself. This is what happens when people talk about York Hill. The exaggeration comes and all I'm trying to do is bring it back. The point I'm trying to make is when people talk about York Hill, they like to make apologies and they don't need to do that. Um, he's a very talented horse he could win a JLT or an Arkle but for me he needs to do better than we've seen so far rather than say Jets improved or he's quicker than Atwar Phil just look at what York Hill did and it was okay he needs to do better what price would you give me for him so well I certainly think he should be bigger odds than he is what odds should he be so for the JLT what odds should he be I think he'd be fair around 3 or 4 to 1 with Bouvardin not that far behind that price give me 20 so a 3 to 1 deal why? 
I'm not so far against him. I think he's a bad price. I just said I think he can win a JLT or an Arco. But I think his price is wrong based on what we've seen. And because of the apologists and people who come out with things like he was eight lengths clear of Yanworth and pulling away at the line in the Neptune when he wasn't, that's where I'm coming from. I didn't say he was pulling away. I said he was clear. And Yanworth only closing him to within, how many lengths was it at the finish? Four? One and a half. One and a half. We see, he should have been an awful lot further. <laughs> so you did it again then? I've just tried to go all these horses on a Monday morning and you apologise for it and say, oh, I'm, not, I'm not upset with that. It'll, yeah. it'll be better next time. It'll be better next time. Vanatu, how many excuses did you make for that horse? Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he came out and won well the last day. So and Jan, like, Jan, Jan he's scraped home. <laughs> been, he's been beaten once in his career. Like, I just don't see why anyone has to be an apologist for him. They I, don't. I want to be on the record and say I like your kill. I just don't agree with you at all. I was impressed with him, to be honest with you. I thought he won with his head in his chest. He jumped very he well. Never came out of second gear. Do you? Never came impressive. out of second gear. Yeah, and uh, and that jet I think will prove to be an okay horse. Like I just don't see the There's problem the apolo- with it. That was the apology there, you see, because he finished so close to jet, and now you got big up the one that he finished behind. No, I that's said, where this has come from. I said okay. I said he'll prove to be an okay horse at his own level, but it doesn't matter how far clear he was of the second. He still beat him. Okay. Let's talk about Atua Phil. Were you happy with him? In that I don't game? care about Atua Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about Atua Phil. He was only 2.6 seconds slower than York Hill. Atua Phil flat out. And then York Hill. Not in second gear. Oh, this is very hard now to go back into this now. Atua Phil was, he was good, he was grand, he was fine. Yeah, just move on. <laughs> Any other horses you want to pick out from the weekend that we... Uh, that maybe didn't tear to bits. York Hill. Neon Wolf. Neon Wolf is very, very impressive. There you go, Dave. Yeah. Uh, the way quick from the last dominated the race, uh, which over a distance I think was too short from, jumped impeccably, and it was a good yardstick with Elgan uh, giving him £3 in behind. I, th- I thought it was a very, very decent run. Uh, I know Hardy Fry has alluded to the fact that he'd like to bypass Cheltenham. If he does go to Cheltenham, I think the Neptune would be the trip, for, uh, the right trip for him. Uh, if he doesn't, I, th- I think he's going to be one of the better novices in England at the moment. Yeah, and as well as that, we probably have to make a note of uh, of poor old Annie Power as well. Um, that opens up the uh, the whole champion hurdle picture, really. Um, and hopefully Fahin can come out on Sunday, Dean, and, um, and put a bit of a star on, on day one, because without him, um, there's not really a real star attraction on day one at Cheltenham, is there? Well, if your cool went in the Arco, you'd be... Uh... Oh, yeah, you'd have a massive star attraction then, yeah. And I wouldn't really... I wouldn't kind of think Faheen is a B player either. No. <laughs> and just pick Dean up probably on, doesn't uh, like him either. Do, no, do. Uh, just, <laughs> just, just pick up on Neon Wolf. Um, if they do skip Cheltenham, that might be a good thing for them considering, I think, Dermot, you're very keen to see him jump a fence at some stage. He looks that tight. I think he? he's brilliant. Um, uh, Harry Fry has prior with this before with Activial before he won a what was the race the Adonis, okay. he won the Adonis yeah and he was brilliant absolutely brilliant now the horse didn't obviously match up to be what he was but at that current time they thought he was a really really good horse and they held him off he ran at Aintree uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him do, do the exact same thing I mean he's very young he seemed very raw he kept finding for Noel Feely but I just think his future is over fences and I wouldn't mind now if they looked after him. I don't even think he had to find for him. I think he just quickened away from that last hurdle. But just the way towards the line, Noel Feely was educating him the whole way. You know, he didn't stand up on him. He just kept at him the whole way along. 
is more what I meant. You can't take away anything from him. He showed a turn of foot. He showed a tenacity. He showed everything that is in a very, very good horse. Um, I think that form could actually be decent enough as well. Yeah, another in one time. the clock boys were really keen on, Neon Wolf's performance. So yeah, I think he's a really exciting type. In a very open year for the novices, it's going to be hard for them to decide not to go to the festival. Yeah, but I'd be more keen to look after a horse than to be thinking about this. I mean, the you can be very short-sighted sometimes and you can break a horse and they won't come back for you. Um, he's very young. He seemed a lot more raw even than Finian's Oscar did, Dean, for some reason. Yeah, I think you might be right. Um, and I think he'd be very good in the Neptune. That'd be some race, the two of them. But um, I'd be I'd be on the... the I'd err with caution and I'd be looking after him more than anything else, I think, anyway. Okay, well, we're going to pick up a bit more about the weekend as we talk to Sam Twist and Davies about the new one and some of the other horses he sat on uh, over the previous few months. And that's very good of him to come on. You listen to the race, hour, of course, brought to you with our hosts at BetBright. Introducing Genius, BetBright's newest product that allows you to choose your bets. Genius will give you the ability to select from trends like winner last time out, course winners, distance winners, and many, many more. When you're done narrowing the field with Genius, You'll know exactly what you fancy. Genius by BetBright. Simply smarter betting. Okay, joining me on the race, I'm delighted to say we've got jockey Sam Twiston Davis. Sam, how are you, sir? Yes, good, thank you. Very good. Busy time for everybody involved in racing at the moment. Of course, Cheltenham Festival is just around the corner and a big weekend also at Cheltenham coming up on Saturday. Um, the reason I've got you on the race hour, though, and it's a pleasure to have you on, is I wanted to talk about the new one, a third win in that champion hurdle trial at Haydock. I think he's 28 runs, 18 wins. I think you were on 17 of those. Some horse, Sam. Yeah, he's been uh, obviously a pleasure to have, have around and um, it's been spectacular for obviously all at the yard and um, I think it obviously reflects Nigel's training abilities, how well he's done with the horse but um, look as ever, it's exciting looking forward um, to what he can, can still achieve in the future and um, hopefully he's not done with yet. And all of those wins in that particular race at Haydock have all been proper battles, haven't they? Yeah, look, it's very hard and um, he's well able to, to do it um, ugly as well as um, winning impressively so um, he's great to have. Do you think he's a horse now that might need to rely on a bit of stamina to get through those types of races? I know it's a pretty sharp two at Haydock, isn't it? Yeah, Haydock's uh, probably one of the sharpest two around, so um, it, 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 is a, it is a sharp tracker, but um, he always does uh, obviously pull it out and he does try very hard and I think the long straight there that definitely helps him. Yeah, lets him go through those gears and, and keep up in the finish. He's been third, fifth and fourth in a champion hurdle. We all remember 2014 behind Jet Ski where the race didn't go to plan at all. Do you think he's got unfinished business in the race or do you think maybe he should try something that's a bit unknown and, and head for the stayers? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a question that obviously Nigel will have to answer in the next couple of weeks, but um, we'll see how we go and, and pick, obviously, um, the rate, whichever race looks weaker at the time and see how we go from there. Yeah, options open. The news this morning that Annie Power will miss the Cheltenham Festival maybe plays a little bit of a part in that. That's it. Like you say, when you see it, like horses like her and that um, um, dropping out, it um, and Fahim's obviously making his reappearance um, in, in the near future, so um, obviously you can never... Um, write anything off so it, it, whichever race looks the more winnable he'd run him. Well Nigel's uh, horses are going really really well he had a good weekend as well didn't he with Bristol Demay uh, winning probably not out of turn actually nice to see Bristol Demay deliver on some of the promise that we all know is there. Yeah that's it um, so it was nice obviously to dealt with the ground well and jump brilliantly um, obviously the, the trip doesn't look to be any problem so um, he's relaxing better in his races he jumped nicely and 
Um, hopefully he's a horse that can be a lot more big days ahead for him. Yeah, great for the yard and your dad, of course. And it's good to see Willie Twiston uh, back in the saddle as well. We're in it riding a winner at Cheltenham on his return on Coggery. So he must be delighted as a family to see him back in amongst the winners. I was there and he was he was hugely delighted. I know you were too. Yeah, he's really enjoying it. And um, obviously, a lot, lot to think about, obviously, with the flat season coming back up. But um, he's doing really well and he's great to have back at home anyway. I must ask you about Ryan Hatch. How is Ryan getting on after his, well, he had a horrible fall? Yeah, he's doing well. He's started his rehabilitation. Um, they got him up on the turntable the other day. It's just a start of obviously a long road ahead, but um, he's doing really well and um, his attitude is brilliant. So fingers crossed um, we can have him, have him back at home before too long and um, can start to think about getting him back amongst the winners. Well, we certainly wish him all the best, everyone at the race hour and everyone involved with racing. You know, it's not nice to see jockeys get horrible injuries. It's a very difficult game. Um, I wanted to talk to you about a few horses that you'd sat on during the season so far, Sam, if that's okay. You had a good double um, just yesterday, actually. Romain de Senna, who you chinned at the Cheltenham Festival on Diego de Charmille. So good to see. I mean, he's a 1-20 to shot. You won't ride as many short as that, Sam, will you? But he's moving in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's his third um, chase run now, so um, he's qualified for the the Nauts 140 handicap, novice handicap at Cheltenham. If that's the the road they wanted to take, um, he's re- relaxed better in his races yesterday. His jumping was okay. Um, as always in those scenarios, yesterday you just want to get from A to B as safe as possibly. Um, so obviously, I hope you imagine he'll get another little bit of experience before Cheltenham, but. Uh, to also, you should have some good days. Yeah, you'd think so. I think he's a nice type. Lifeboat Mona, who you've won a couple of times on. I think you were aboard him at least aboard her, I should say, at least one of those times. Moving in the right direction, something maybe for the mayor's hurdle. Yeah, look, she's a, a good traveller. She's a solid jumper. Um, she's a, a horse that um, has got better and better with racing, and um, she won really nicely the last day. And definitely a horse to look forward to. Another horse that burst onto the scene a little bit earlier on the season was Froden, a very young uh, type to go chasing, but Paul Nichols never afraid to throw uh, a horse like that into some of the big races. A really nice win uh, underneath you and, and then took a nasty fall at Kempton, but taking a little break and hopefully coming back? That's it, yeah, he'll be back. He's got a great attitude. He's a lovely way of going about things. Um, remember, he's only a five-year-old, so um, he's got many a good day ahead of him. He deals with all sorts of grounds and has a great attitude, so he's a lovely horse to have around, and he'll be back before too long, hopefully. He did it in a big handicap as well underneath you, so I mean, you wouldn't think the hustle and bustle of a festival would, would put him off at all. So if he does come back, he might be one for one of the novice races there? Yeah, exactly. He's got a, a good attitude, and um, he's got lots of big race experience, so um, it's it definitely a pleasure to ride it in any of those races. Yeah, it'd be, uh, be interesting to see how he develops over a bit of time. You sat on a, another champion hurdle contender earlier in the season for Nicky Henderson, Brain Power, who went on and won again. A type of horse that maybe, I mean, you'd have a better idea than most, could, could step up to the big table? Yeah, look, he's a very, very strong traveller. Um, he finds uh, going through um, a high, fast race very easy. Um, he's obviously got better with racing and um, he's relaxing better better obviously with every run and he relaxes really nicely in the um, the Labrooka um, Ascot and um, yeah he's a horse obviously he's going in the right way and obviously he's got confidence for sky high going into a race like that yeah that's quite important isn't it with these horses moving through the ranks that if, if their head's up if they if they fancy themselves they can often outperform perhaps even their abilities to keep going until they get a knock that's it the confidence is key as as anything in life the higher the horse's confidence the the more likely they are to put up good performances and 
I think this horse's confidence is very, very high and um, he's done very well of recently. Well, it was nice for you to get the spin on that one and pick up a, another decent contest. I wanted to ask you about Capitaine, who ran in the Tolworth, because obviously ran behind one of the well novices that a lot of people are talking about in Finian's Oscar, but Capitaine's a, a fair horse, and I don't think that was a bad run. Staying on again at the end behind Finian's Oscar, did the race go to plan that day? Yeah, um, he switched off really nicely, which is the first, which was key. Um, obviously, he made a bad, bad enough mistake to out um, and asked him for a big stride and um, he just put in in a short stride but it's one of those um, the winner was, was very was very good on the day and looking forward Capitaine's going to be a lovely horse to jump fences with in the future Do you think he'd still be part of that supreme picture perhaps or another race for the festival? Uh, not sure leave, leave obviously those decisions to Paul but um, wherever he goes he did seem in good form at home so should look forward to it you know yeah, definitely. I think he's a, he's a really nice type, and they only improve with a bit more racing. So, another one that I wanted to talk to you about was Politologue, who finished second when you, you kind of had to do all the donkey work behind waiting patiently. Bit of a bullseye on you that day, Sam. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but um, he gave the winner four pounds, so it was a fair performance. He's a solid jumper, so he'd like to try and use it while we can. Um, at the end of the day, it was a grand performance, and he is off to, to look forward to the future. Um, his jumping was really solid. He deals with all sorts of ground, and he's a lovely horse to have around. He gave the winner four pounds, so wasn't a bad performance at all. He's got good gears, isn't he? He jumps really well. Yes, yeah, solid jumper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's an exciting type. Um, uh, Bally Andy, big day for you at Cheltenham Festival last year. I bought that one, of course, winning uh, in the bumper, and he's running behind Moon Racer a couple of times. It's possibly go for the Betfair hurdle. It's got a reasonable mark, hasn't he? Off one three five, I'd say that'd be pretty fair for him. He looks a really nice type. Yeah, we really hope so. He's going to go to the bet fair now. Um, hopefully he can go very well there and then we can start to talk about Cheltenham. I think he's an exciting one. You were on board um, Old Guard in the Lanzarote and you've, you've ridden this horse plenty of times. You, I'm not sure really what his options are for the Cheltenham Festival. Perhaps maybe as he was stepped up in trip in the Lanzarote, he could be one for a handicap there. Is that is that probably on the cards? I'd say you were happy with him in the Lanzarote, were you, Sam? Yeah, I think he'd possibly look at um, two and a half my um, handicap coral cup and, and hope, just hope for a bit better ground really he, he, he is quite ground dependent he's a hardy type though isn't he he's run plenty of times and he always seems to put a shift in yeah look he's very tough he's a great attitude um, and like I say I wouldn't write off fences whenever they wanted to go back to that route because um, he does have a good attitude and um, I, I hope that there's plenty more races for him to be winning well, the season's been going really well for you. I don't know what you've made of the, the Gold Cup picture so far, but I wanted to ask you about Thistlecrack. I don't think you've probably been in a race behind him since maybe Safir Dura in the Stayers, but he's been lighting up the season, hasn't he, Sam? Yeah, he's been, do, been doing very well. He ju- his jumping has got better from, from race to race, and obviously I think Scoo's confidence in, in, in him is massive. And, uh, they've obviously got everything sorted out now. And they're looking like, as they go forward, they've obviously got the... Um, race at the weekend to take on before um, Cheltenham but he's got some valuable experience now especially around the track and this will only add to it at the weekend yeah, it's an exciting uh, exciting horse to have around and very good for the Tizards at the moment with their, with their staying chasers around you've got you're back on board one of your uh, favourites I would imagine Dodging Bullets the Queen Mother winner from 2015 might take in a race at Cheltenham this weekend in the Clarence House yeah, I'm not sure where I'm going at the weekend yet, but yeah, if we go to Cheltenham, obviously it'd be great to um, get back on um, Dodger. He's a tremendous horse, 
um, look at things since since haven't haven't really fallen back into place. But he is a horse on his day, has, has plenty of class. He enjoys his racing, and um, sure, it's just he's still a pleasure to have around. Anything you're really looking forward to over the weekend? You say you're not sure where you'll be heading, but where would you like to be? Uh, pass. It's <laughs> a lot, lot of with Paul and 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 I have a lot of entries everywhere, so. Um, we'll just see closer to the time um, where we're more likely to have runners and stuff. Well, it's a proper time of the year for you. We do wish you very well with the rest of the season ahead. And, and to William, of course, Ryan, and to Nigel and everyone down at the Nichols Yard as well. Busy time for you. Hopefully it continues to go uh, to plan and, and you have a really good end to the season, Sam. It's great having you on the race hour. That's really kind. Thank you very much. Welcome back to the race hour. Thanks very much for Sam Twiston Davis's time there and joining us on the podcast. Of course, this podcast brought to you with our hosts at Bet Bright. Still with me in the studio, Dave McGurin and Dermot Nolan. We're going to look towards the weekend ahead. A big day at Cheltenham on Saturday. Big day as well at Leopardstown on Sunday. We're going to see some proper superstars this weekend. Why don't we kick off with uh, the Bet Bright Cotswold where Thistlecrack will go off odds on and um, we expect he'll win, obviously. Dermot, you go first. Yeah, he'll win very, very easily, Dean. And nearly as easily as York Hill beat Jamworth last year. Um, but the um, I, t- I just think he's a very good horse. He's brilliant. I've I've covered all of, all of this before. And I think uh, many clouds and smart plays will put it up to him. They will stay. They're very good yardsticks. Uh, probably a bit better yardsticks for Cheltenham than the likes of Q-Car will be. And um, I just think it's... Uh, it's a good race, but he'll win, to be honest. The interesting thing for me in this contest is is Smad Place being in there because if Smad Place wants to go hell for leather, then this crap might face something a little bit different than he's faced so far. Yeah, I mean, Smad Place was the beneficiary of uh, Jack and Dab's fall last year. Yeah. We've had that on run fall in this race, and we haven't had a favourite since 2000 uh, when it looks like Trouble won it for an all chance. It's a while back. Uh, it's going back, and we've had some decent Arvik. There's been quite a, uh, quite a number of decent favourites beaten in this race. Uh, I think it's brave of the Tizards to run. They don't have to. They could just bring him straight to Cheltenham. Now, I know they want to get the experience in, but it all depends how Alan King approaches the race. If he decides to take on Tissel Crack early, hoping to find a chink in his jumping armour, but then you might see uh, Tissel Crack make a mistake. But then, if he doesn't, Smart Place loses his race taking him on early. So it's a very, very difficult race to kind of weigh up from a tactical point of view he's kind of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't he because is. if he doesn't go for it they'll think what if we tried to get him at it and, and if Tissa cracks left they take the pace well then nobody's going to get near him yeah but with yeah. a novice you have to be cold about it don't you you you, you, you have to yeah, take him on early you to, have to take him on early like. you have to go back I mean today Carvel's Hill uh, after after an exceptional round of jumping when he won the uh, the Welsh National off top weight and then he came won the Irish Hennessy I just remember at the Gold Cup, Jenny Pittman sent a golden freeze up to kind of hurry the horse and, and, and run with him. Yeah. And it forced errors from Carvin's Hill. And I suppose it's not very sporting-like, but it's, it's a tactic that might be employed. It's competitive sport. It, it do I don't can. see how they can uh, how they can beat him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he gets a clear round in, if he's not to take the pace, he win. Yeah. Would, you, would you have, well, I'll ask you both, would you have put him away after King George and just gone straight to the Gold Cup, or do you think he needs another spin now? They obviously feel he needs the experience, and probably the experience of Cheltenham. I mean, there's been a lot written and a lot talked about some exuberant jumps. He stands up, he's stood off some fences. I thought he jumped really well. Uh, now, some hair-raising jumps, but I thought he jumped really well at Kempton. I thought he looked very comfortable. Uh, I suppose it just uh, the, the experience is the key to him. 
Four runs going into a Gold Cup is a lovely amount, doesn't it? Uh, it's you know, and that's. But they won't go there feeling we undercooked him. That's, that's it exactly. For sure. well, they definitely won't. He took in the Cleve hurdle as well last year en route to winning the <coughs> the world hurdle. So over racing clearly isn't an issue with him, because after a long season last year, mm. he went to Aintree and ran away with Tom Scudamore coming up to the last. Remember, ran out, yeah. <laughs> literally, jumped out of his hands, and it was only the week before Punchestown that that they decided not to run him there. Um, he clearly takes his racing very very well, and I just don't see it being a big problem. Um, I think it's good for the horse uh, just I'd say more for Tizard and the connections to be able to say right so that novice run around Chetland that was just a freak incident and um, if he jumps around and wins this I don't think anybody will be able to crab him then no, I think that would be it. That's uh, then we'd see him in the big one. Really looking forward to seeing this crap this weekend. Another race that's been rerouted actually into the Cheltenham card is the Clarence House, and there'll be no Armad, but that means Undis Go go off. Well, odds on, similar price. What's the ground looking like for Cheltenham? No rain uh, at the moment. The weather forecast doesn't have any rain, and the ground's good, good to soft in places. I'd imagine if the ground stays good, it won't be doing the soft like, and he'd probably like a bit more cut. But I think he's a class to win. I don't think it's that strong a renewal. And uh, without our Madden, it's lost a lot of its luster for me. really has. Uh, if it was good ground now, properly good ground, we've seen before, Undersco doesn't like that. Special Tiara was very close to Undersco last year, but had he been a bigger price, 4 to 1, and Special Tiara really represents what sort of a race this is, because you know, you'd have to see Special Tiara 7 8 to 1 before you'd kind of go for a cheeky punt against Undersco. Um, Undersco. He's a super horse. I'm not sure he's the force of old. He beat Sire de Grugi in the Tingle Creek, but again, there are two horses that used to be of that standard. Um, I like Special Tiara. If it was good ground and he happened to drift out to maybe 6-1, to one, I might take on underscore myself, but uh, it's a race I'll just be sitting watching. Yeah, it's not, it's not I'd, a I'd imagine, proposition yeah. for me yeah. at all. I thought Top Gamble ran a really nice race at this um, track the last time under a massive weight, so I'm interested to see him run there, but I think both of those races we just talked about there, the Betbright Cotswell and the Clarence House, probably not betting events, but very informative and contests we're all going to be glued to. Um, another race on the card is the Cleve Hurdle. You know what I mean? Harry will get a chance there to beat some of the horses he's already put away uh, en route to a crack at the Stayers. Yeah, it's an interesting race. I mean, you know, you've the usual suspects taking them on in Bally Optic, um, Untemper 2. Uh, Reb de Savola, Petit Z, you know, horses that he's already beaten. I don't see any reason for any of these horses to turn it over. I like Kakovkova. I'd be surprised though if she took on, um, you know, under the same ownership. But she's a good horse, very good horse. Um, but you know what I mean, Harry? He keeps improving with every single run. He's not slow either. Um, he quickens well, which I like in my World Hurdle winners. And I just think he wins this and goes on to win the World Hurdle Day. Think he wins, Dave? Yeah, it's not a race I'd like to take him on in. I've been taking him on all season, but this is not a race I'd like to take him on in. I don't think there's much depth to it. Uh, he's proven he's he's entitled to favouritism at the moment for uh, for a status world really a, a Cheltenham that lacks any depth. I mean, you look Fahin is still hanging around for a third favouritism. Uh, you have jet skis in there. You have a number of potentially non-runners sitting in the behind them in the betting, and then you go out to, to uh, Shane's Hill into eleven now. Uh, there's no depth in the race. I, th- I think he could be. He could, he could be. For me, I don't think I don't think he's as good as a lot of horses that have won a stairs hurdle. I think he's on a higher mark than he deserves to be, but I just don't see any opposition to him. 
there's nothing in the whole the whole market no, itself. Really I don't. mean, just to go onto the stairs hurdle, there's nothing there. I mean, unless there's a Springer in this market, Shane's Hill won well today, but again, could you really take on him with Shane's Hill? I just don't think so. And um, at least you know he's every right to be there. But I think you know what I mean. Harry's a better horse, and I just think at the moment in that field, he's he looks unbeatable, really. The only thing I'd say about this race, I'm interested to see Bally Optic stand up and, and run a proper race. He should be fresh enough now after a little break. So maybe a little bit of a, a tougher task for you, know what I mean, Harry? But he's done it before, so... He was well held on and beat when he fell. He was. Um, Old Guard has entered in there. I wonder if they'll run that again. Not sure what they'll do with that one. But that's the Cleve hurdle. So the Cheltenham card taking a bit of shape there. Um, should we talk about a couple of ra- other races on that card? Which one do you want to pick up on first? The handicaps look very, very hot. Um, might go with the Timeform Novices handicap where Ibis de Rur tops the market there. A few interesting runners in this. Dave, you go first. Yeah, I like Ibis de Rur. I mean, I thought uh, his run over Christmas at Chepso was really decent. He, he was uh, second to Pebbles Bay, giving him seven pounds. And uh, I think he'll come on a lot for that run. He's off a mark of 146. Uh, jumped really well that day. Won the Martin Pipes at Cheltenham last year. Uh, handles the track one over this course and distance over hurdles uh, I think I think he'd be a hard horse to beat in this he mixed it with Thistlecrack as well already this term hasn't he I know he has yeah he didn't get close but he certainly tried to mix it yeah I, I think he's a form horse in the race for me I, I'd find that I wouldn't be taking him on anything in it I think he's the right one at the top of the market Dem what would you make of the contest yeah I like uh, Burton's well who's actually a relative of Burton Port here for Venetia Williams uh, would like the ground softer maybe but has gone well on good before he looks a classy enough horse actually as well he was second behind uh, waiting patiently on his uh, his second last run which was Frank last weekend when he beat Politologue yeah. and uh, last time out as well then he jumped really well and won quite well as well at, um, at Utoxeter and he beat two decent enough horses in Alcala of Paul Nichols and Pistol Park he needed to win that really uh, but he'll get into this He's 8-1, to one, and I just think there's real improvement there. He was held back in a really quiet novice hurdle campaign where they clearly just wanted him to be a novice chaser. And um, he's out this year, and I think Dean, he's every single chance in what looks like quite a decent race. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I'd throw 3 O's charm into the mix there. It's a few seconds under its uh, on its CV, but one that I think can step up a little bit and maybe get involved Ibis de Rare though for me I'm going to go with along along with Dave and you're like Burton's well the other handicap on the card is Hugo's Restaurant Barbados Trophy Handicap Chase try and say that after a few drinks and I really like the fav in here but that's Carmore Lock where are we going to go in this contest I like Activial um, he's well handicapped he unseated last time he's well handicapped uh, obviously you'd probably prefer to see him uh, jump a bit better than he has but he was he was he was shipped in quite highly against Vanity last time I mean that, that was quite a big jump for him uh, he's a good horse. He's it's very a monster. He's very talented. Yeah, monster. Yeah, he's very, he's very talented. Uh, he won a beginner's chase last year, and he won it quite well at Exeter when he jumped quite well. But it just seemed to kind of go a small bit wrong for him. He's come from Harry Fry now to Neil Mulholland, and I think he's um, he's new owners, of course. And I think he'll improve. I think he's a very good horse, and um, I would just like to see him really, really take it up now. He's fourteen to one. He mightn't run, but if he was to turn up, Dean, I just think. 10 stone 13 and a rating of 147 is going to be very exploitable at some point this season yeah if his jumping comes together he's going to win something nice off that mark Dave what do you think 
not a race I want to get involved in. If the rain came, I'd make Asso a, a decent bet at 14 to 1. Yeah. But ground isn't going to suit. I don't even know if it'll run. Bottom of the handicap, Thomas Crapper's thrown in and on his best form. He's been trying for about two years now, though, hasn't he? For every run he has. And Royal Regatta, uh, I wouldn't be out of it. But it's just not a betting proposition for me, the race at the moment. No, and Anthony, I suppose, would be quite interesting as well if he could reproduce the um, that performance at Ascot at the start of the season. He danced away, didn't he? Absolutely, cruised away from him. Um, I mean, he was eight behind... Well, mainly last time, but it just kind of went wrong for him. You'll always forgive a horse one run for that, or he could just be, you know, a lot higher now in the handicap and he's not handling it. Um, but again, he'd be quite interesting. But if activity will turn up, Dean, I'd be very interested. Okay, yeah, I, I can see the activity, and you'll definitely. Um, Carmel Lock, Grade One winner in there. I think his last run was a bit better than perhaps people give it credit for. I think he's an interesting runner there for Kerry Lee. He beat Outlander as well, that day, didn't he? He's a nice, he's a nice animal. Yeah. They were really well placed as well to pick up that grade one. In, <laughs> they really were, yeah. Um, genius bit of work there from the trainer. Um, let's talk about the Triumph trial that's there. And it's priced up with the two JP McManus horses, Charlie Parks' odds on, Defi de Sur odds against. If they both go at some race, I can't see them both running though, can you? It's between the two anyway, uh, regardless of if they both turn up or just one of them do yeah. I find the more interesting angle from this race is to see maybe who runs and who doesn't because the one that doesn't then might end up running in the Supreme um, I just find it really intriguing because the two of them look very smart the two of them look a higher grade I think than a Triumph Hurdle um, and I just kind of be very interesting to see which one goes won't it it is yeah they both look, they look, both look very very decent I mean Duffy the Soul uh, beat Evening Hush uh, and Williams really rates that horse, send it straight to Aintree and uh, beat it as it liked and, and powered away. I thought that was very impressive. I thought uh, Charlie Parks giving weight away. I don't know if they expected it to win as easy and really impressed him. Uh, no feeling that day, just pulled him out and he, he went clear, went very, very easy, uh, giving a decent field weight that day. I think Charlie Parks, I think they both look very, very decent four year olds, probably the best in England at the moment. Uh, as you said, Henderson has sent her, has sent binocular to the Triumph before, so there's a precedence there. Uh, JP has so many horses now for the Fred Winter and for the Triumph. I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't move one or run at least one of them in the Supreme. Supreme yeah. You know, Supreme has an open look about it. Moon Racer still five to one favourite at the moment. Uh, and it's question marks about a lot of runners in it. It'll be interesting to see how Mallon gets out of the talking horse and Willie Munns is on Sunday in the first race. And uh, Munns is another horse that I know they're talking up at home and uh, now for the Supreme bunk off early. Uh, he's kind of gone under the radar. But from those that have run this season, I haven't been impressed with a lot of the novices. Uh, so far, I've been more impressed with the juveniles. Yep. You mentioned uh, Moon Racer there. A lot of opportunity for his form to get franked over the coming couple of days, isn't there? They seem to be all out and about. Yeah, I mean, the 4.35 at Cheltenham, uh, wait for more, I think, uh, Philip Hobbs's horse, tour to Moon Racer in a bumper. Looks well handicapped in the 4.35. Uh, I think it's a 6-1 to favourite. But it'll be interesting to see how he runs. Uh, the other one keep in line was uh, around that the we'll go uh, in the Neptune trial. trial as well yeah yeah he ran the novice the supreme novice trial uh, at Cheltenham in November uh, didn't have any luck in running and finished what about three and a half lengths behind Moon Racer I think the step up in distance is going to suit him a lot and I'd, I'd see Alan King's horse uh, keep in mind I think he's a cracking each way bet in the Neptune trial 
Uh, it's these guys, two horses that have beaten each other, and uh, I think it's about three pounds difference between them. And I think he could be the value at six to one there. Keep in line, you're quite keen on that. Anything for that Neptune novice trial? No, but that uh, 435 at, um, at Cheltenham, whatever Gordon Elliott runs should be noted. <laughs> he has nine entries. I mean, how many horses are down there? Uh, I would just love to know. Uh, he's nine entries in that race. I could buy potentially run one. There's a bit of mark fishing going on though, isn't there? Let's see yeah, where they absolutely. all sit and, and how Phil Smith wants to um, to line them up. So you can understand that happens. I mean, I've got 100%, not, but you still. It's not you, something new. You still imagine you'd run one. Um, it's a decent pot. He has ran run, run runners in this before. He mightn't run a very good one maybe but uh, we'd have to talk about the marks another day because the mark that Mega Fortune got was something else wasn't it 133 yeah, was in Ireland 146 yeah. in the UK it's an absolute joke whatever he did to Phil Smith he, he'd want to send him a Christmas well, card he came over and took the mick by winning some decent handicaps with horses and I think that's I think we I think we last year were sitting talking about Diamond King and you were outraged and he was given what was, Mark was given 149 uh, he given 150 actually Dave he was given 149 he won the Carl uh, Hurdle off uh, the Carl Cup off 149 yeah, last point. year he's now 150 he's um, he was 135 at that point 150 or fences uh, but at the time everybody was outraged he could he was to run in the Martin Pipe he couldn't run he'd been given too high a mark by Phil Smith and he'd effectively been handicapped out of winning yeah but Diamond King had he, he came to Ireland with a high enough mark from the UK I think Mega Fortune has done all his running in Ireland he's been fairly put in his place by Papaum he's uh, Fred Winterhorse and what he's been here now is marked out of that race he's, he's also anymore. finished too. He's, he's run well in two grade ones he's finished them both extremely well and everybody comments the first time he hit a flat spot the second time he's running on really well a step up and trip could help I mean how do you handicap the horse yeah I suppose but so 133 by Noel O'Brien so it's just too low do you think it could be it could be very lenient in handicaps yeah okay. it could be very lenient okay are we done with Cheltenham on the weekend or did I uh, you know, we didn't talk about the cross country yeah, That's which is, yeah you can leave it but it's just very interesting to see more of that and cause of causes in it I feel very sorry for uh, more of that it just has really gone wrong from but um, hopefully now they can freshen him up Dean and might get him back interested maybe um, he needs a life and cause of causes if he does go he is just going there I would imagine for an old pipe opener on his way to the Grand National which will definitely be his big game this year because he's too high for the Kim Weir so um, I'd imagine he will go straight to Cheltenham then after that I wouldn't be surprised if cause of causes misses that and ends up in some handicap hurdle somewhere Are you having Cantlow as the right favourite for this and for the festival? No I just don't trust him I don't trust the horse as far as I could throw him and if anyone could see me will know I I wouldn't be able to throw him a yard. Um, I don't think he's uh, he's one I could trust whatsoever from his days with Paul Weber and even now. He's a talented horse. And the Bulger has done a terrific job with him, but I just can't get the image out of my head of him um, him just throwing away his chance. It's mad to see the likes of Rocky Creek, more of that Fox Rock Cantlow all going over that. Yeah, I mean, Rocky course. Creek second in the, uh, in the Castle Chase last year, wasn't he? Rocky Creek is in it as well. Yeah, he's ten That's to one. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a cracking lineup. <laughs> it is. It's a cracking lineup. Didn't know they were about to jump Boston poles. And if you swapped the name to a veteran chase, it actually wouldn't be, be some. It'd yeah. be some race. It'd yeah, be actually, some race, I, yeah. You know, I'm really looking forward to. It. It's a spectacle. I love it at Cheltenham. I don't know whether I'll be punting on it, but I'll certainly be looking forward to watching it. Okay, let's move on to Doncaster because the Sky Bet Chase is on there, and I think the best bet of the weekend goes in this race now. I think Dermo's going to agree with me. Dave, I don't know what you're going to do, so let's go to you first. Yeah, I think uh, two horses prominent in the betting are the two to concentrate on. Big Bad John, 
uh, was very impressive at Newbury, Rebecca Curtis's. Uh, Another one to mix it with I think crack. Another one, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, I just think a flat track will suit them. I think Southfield Royale coming back, they're a two to concentrate on. If I was back at the prices, I'd back Southfield uh, Royal each way and probably have a Sabre and Big Bad John. I just think they look a cut above the rest of the opposition here. They do. I'm really looking forward to seeing Southfield Royale. That's the horse I was uh, kind of getting at. That four miler form demo. Oh, sure. It's, sure, it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, when you've meant. Not a Rocco hasn't quite franked it yet, but he's he's considered good enough to go for the Irish Gold Cup and the Grand National. Then you have in you know uh, Native River has he's somewhat franked a form this season, yeah, a and bit. yeah, a small bit. And then you've Noble Endeavour who was coming to get involved in that race, no matter what you know he was under Jamie Codd. That's he was true. a few lengths off them, but he was coming and coming and coming, and he fell. The form of that race is really strong. Even the fifth local show has ran some big races afterwards. You know. It's a very strong race. He's coming out of that run. Uh, he ran a blinder. Neymar Holland, for whatever up, uh, downturn they had, the form is definitely back going now. They did a triumph or did a triumph contender during the week, who was an ex Godolphin horse who was superb. But he's just smacking out winners all, all the time now. The horse is coming back at the perfect time, and I think he'll be very hard to beat. Him. He has an excellent blog, Neil Mulholland, and he was talking about Southfield Royal on it a couple of weeks ago, saying he thought he was the forgotten horse. Um, a bit of a stable start for them and I think he will run very well I think for me he's the best bet of the weekend at those kind of prices in what will be a big race so looking forward to that um, should we move on to Ireland then because a big day on Sunday uh, we talked well we mentioned earlier Annie Power out for probably the whole of the rest of this season which is a shame but Forheen is back Boyne's back if he retains 70% of his ability he'll probably win Petit Mouchoir is nothing to look over though he's from the front as Dave mentioned last year actually Dave said that a horse needed to go from the front which he clearly does he's a tough sort he won't be far off him I think I think it'll be handy for Fahin to have something maybe to pick up uh, he won't have as hard a race you know he can just track him behind but um, Fahin if he retains the ability of Aldine he's a monster of a horse his performance in the Irish Champion Hurdle last year I think was one of the best hurling performances I've ever seen and um, he'll be very hard to beat he will be are you looking forward to having him back Dave? Yeah, it'd be great to see him back. Uh, his first run, I mean, he was beaten last year first time out. It wouldn't bother me if he was to be beaten by Petit Monsieur, uh and just not knocked about. I'm sure he's not fully there yet. I'm sure he's 70 or 80%, and this will probably just bring him right now before Cheltenham. Uh, whatever he does in the champion hurdle, I, I, don't, I think he's on, I've got to be very hard to beat at Cheltenham. Yeah, so you wouldn't mind if he got beat? Not at all. And then you know, no, Price might even maybe look a little bit more attractive for the festival if that happens as long as he showed something though you wouldn't want yeah. them to be obviously tailed, tailed uh, off know, at the back uh, like, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean at the prices yeah. you'd expect him to win but it would be it, w- it wouldn't be disaster if, if you knew him. he was the same old Fahin 6-4 on is a great price yeah and I wouldn't lay him <laughs> yeah 100% fair enough think he wins on Sunday and wins a champion hurdle Derma yeah I do Dave yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. We're going to see uh, Min in the Irish Arkle and uh, Identity Thief, a chance to redeem himself for Demma. Yeah, a chance to redeem himself is right. Uh, I think I might need a chance to redeem myself as well after my uh, my eight lengths uh, call on York Hill between Yanworth. But um, the Identity Thief was absolutely uh, superb early on. He was building towards that race at Christmas. Uh, he won a grade two and it all went wrong for him. Just all went absolutely wrong. You have to forget that run. Um, Min is what he is he's fantastic uh, he was brilliant that day but again he just hasn't beaten an identity thief if identity thief is 100% which he obviously is because Henry de Bromhead does not run horses unless they are he'll put it up to him um, and it's a great 
it's great to see Min have a proper test like this now because identity thief is battle hardened. Uh, he's very good in the battle. You know, last year with Nicholas Canyon, uh, he got up to beat Irving that day in the fighting fifth. He's a very very tough horse, and um, it'll be nice to see what Min, how Min reacts in a battle, and whether he comes out on top because he's only ever been in one battle in his whole life and he lost it. Dave, you think this will be if Identity Thief is able to run his proper race this time? Is yeah, I think it'll be a proper test for him. It's me. a real I mean, test. Min has looked impressive from both his chases to date, but has beaten absolutely nothing. I think, you know, if Identity Thief is on song, then I think it's a proper race. And uh, do you think he wins? At the price, I wouldn't be interested. Uh, I think Min will win. I don't think he. I think Identity Thief will certainly put it up to him, but I think Min will win. I was just very impressed with his jumping technique and, and how quick he was at them last day. Uh, I, I do like Identity Thief. I know he's rated a lot higher over hurdles than Min, but you could put that aside when they go chasing. I think I, I, I think York Hill, Min, and Altier look three decent, really decent. <laughs> We're not going horses. back to that again. We, uh, we can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if Min doesn't really put identity for way the temptation would start coming in then for William Mullins wouldn't it well they could do the They'd flipperoo then couldn't they yeah you know Min, what I mean like, Min JLT York Kill Arco Min needs to really put him away um, and I think Min needs to win anyway definitely if Min yeah. doesn't win if York Kill York Kill goes for the Arco yeah. yeah and um, we can all finally shut Dean up then hopefully well one day it'll happen um, <laughs> some of the other races on that Leopardstown card are really uh, interesting as well uh, Dave you already mentioned Melon and it's good to finally see uh, this well could have been a fruit it is actually a horse that's going to run yeah it's, it's interesting to see it run it's, it's French form it's fantastic it's, but it's been a talking horse so far and we're just looking to kind of add depth to the supreme hurdle at the moment you, we've moved racer sitting at the top of the tree and there's just no depth to the race they left it too late. I mean, we don't know why, but have they to get a horse out now and go and win a Supreme? Yeah, I mean, he has to come out for this. You'd think then you'd kind of want to open him in class. The only one left is the delight then, really, isn't it? I'm, I'm sure he's been in loads of school and races at home. I wouldn't think he'd be short of experience. If there's someone who can do it, Willie can do it, can't yeah, he? Can he run absolutely. once and then go straight he's, to the but They really are very far behind because even that, that, that great field I won today, I mean, it, his first run of the season, I don't know whether he was behind or what, but Willie proved again that like, I mean, that horse was pulled up in the county hurdle last year, his first run, and he was flawless, really, bar one or two bad jumps. Willie has no problem getting them ready. Um, I just think Mellon, just going into a, a Supreme, like, I know it's not a great Supreme, but the undulations of Cheltenham on the back of one run in a poor maiden hurdle at Leperstown, it'd be hard to back him, wouldn't you it? You could have said that about Annie Kerr last year. Well, she'd done a bit more yeah she'd done a bit more in her whole career though I, I mean she but she'd raised against uh, I don't think Willie would be afraid of it we, no, we be might a, be afraid of it but I don't think Willie's afraid I, of it I wouldn't worry, from, worry me from that yard because of where it's from yeah, yeah. yeah. fair enough well we're really looking forward to seeing Mellon in the talk and we'll have to stop then we'll see what he does um, i pick out a couple of others I think Montalbano could be going in the grade two two and a half mile that could be the Neptune horse from that yard could be but there's plenty entered in there it could it's a very interesting race uh, Dean as always um Highly intriguing. I like Munley in that. This is a good form test as well for um, for our debt duty um, because Munley was only three and a half lengths behind him that day, albeit he was he was staying on in his second last run. Uh, it's a very nice race um, and Montalbano was the one that was put up last week on the pod as well for a potential Neptune runner. But um, 
It's a very nice race, Bravissimo and everything else as well, Dean, but I'll only start looking at this race properly when I know what's, what the, the hell is running. running. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, It'll look be interesting to see what's left in. Looking what at what's in there. It'll could be, be very a, interesting to see what's left in. Could be a lot out. There Donald be? McCain Jr. has an entry in it, which I found very interesting. He wouldn't bring many over, Mister, would he? No, I, I, I can't remember his last runner in Ireland. He has Mr. McGough. Irish owner, maybe? Uh, owner is John Glues, whoever, whoever it is. It won a Cheps, though. Okay. Um, one of Chep's though beating a horse of Nicky Henderson's called Fly Camp, but uh, I don't know anything about that horse either. But um, we're quite interesting just to see Donald McCain with an interest. Or well, it'd be good to see. The, the, it'd be good to see the UK trainers bring more over for these races. The races were twenty six and a half yeah, grand. Yeah, exactly. the pots are exactly. a lot bigger here. When you look at what the uh, exactly. Challow and the Tallworth are worth, and we're running, you know, five runners in a fifty three thousand pound. Uh, novice grade too. And the Euro's quite strong too. I mean, but it's you know like in third third place in that race Dean is worth 4,051 yeah he may as well leave it in and if Willie Mullins decides to run one only that's another 10 gone from the race and all of a sudden he's he's in a five furlong uh, a five runner field where if he finishes third he gets four and a half grand that's well, good to see him in let's see whether they whether they come over for the for the task um, another one I might pick out in the three o'clock squat at all is ended up for a handicap <laughs> yeah um, fair to say this one might be on an okay mark yeah I think it's uh Kind of similar to that Maldini that was running today. I don't think he's been putting it all in, um, or at least he hasn't been allowed to put it all in. Well, um, reserves is best for one run. Reserves is best for one run, yeah. I mean, he got to... Uh, There's a day in the offing. Everything went wrong last year at Chatham, but just the fact that they were so confident behind him would suggest that he's quite a smart horse. I think so. Um, he's had three very quiet runs. He was running behind Min once and was just out the back. You didn't see him at all. Um, interesting to see. You, you, you can't tell how good he could be. Uh, Maybe he's just rubbish now. He might need to win this to get into one of those better races. I don't know. Um, but I think he does need to win. So it's... To go somewhere. You know, he gets in here, um, he's off top weight, so it would be a decent performance were he to win it. But it's a very poor handicap, Dean. I mean, you pull muscle in there, you've horses like that. I mean, he's had... What's he had? He's had four runs so far over over fences behind Annabelle Fly he was 57 behind Min and he was 8 behind American Tom there was no interest in him getting involved in any of those races no. so it's very hard to know his mark is very hard to know how good he is he's potentially very smart he's only 6 and we'll see whether he's another JP McManus handicap plot on Sunday yeah we, we'll find out a lot more another one I might pick out that was backed uh, the last day when it turned up at the track was Catnap that could go for Joey O'Brien in the 4 o'clock I'd be interested to see what the market does on that um, and see, well, it'll have to jump a hell of a lot better. Yeah, they certainly left their money behind the Christmas. Yeah. And if they, I can't see it being another gamble unless they've straightened out those jumping problems. Yeah. I don't like backing a horse after he doesn't land a gamble either because no. you kind of, you know, you always. know he's off, you know he's 100% that day. Yeah, so it could be hard to actually get him back up again. Hold the wall and the bar runs for Gordon Elliott. Um, I, I think that shows the extra class of the race. I mean, it's an awful race. Barely legal one at last year. He's 11 year old now, but. He could go well as well in that race, Dean. Yep, some informative stuff, some interesting races where the markets will tell a little bit more. And of course, we're all looking forward to seeing Faheen and Min on Sunday. Uh, should mention Vroom Vroom Mag, now that Annie Power has been ruled out, will head for a mare's hurdle at Doncaster. And you think the mare's hurdle is going to be the obvious race for her now? Uh, she could win with myself and Dave on her back, I think, couldn't she? And on Saturday and she'll she'll win the mayor's hurdle as well that race two mile four is built for and I hate the fact we're mentioning the, the goddamn entry hurdle again but uh, she's built for that race isn't she yeah she is uh, the, we saw her off the bridle the first time ever the last day when she beat uh, Clando Warrior I think drop back to two four I, I think it's her optimum trip she can't go for the world hurdle after Clando Warrior's run today anyway no 
Clunder Warrior was absolutely awful. I mean, he was put into the race. Ruby gave him plenty of time to get into it. He just wasn't good enough. And she barely held him off. Now, she was all heart. I think that's why she did it. But uh, she's not a three-miler. She was paddling. She was gasping for air at the end of that race. So I think you have to put her into the mare's hurdle and then hopefully go for an ancient hurdle or something like that then. Yeah, that ancient hurdle that we keep mentioning for all these different horses, like so the new one, Jeski, uh, for whom for him could be some contest when we get there. Jeski, the new one, yeah. There plenty of horses we've condemned to the ancient hurdle, um, but uh, I think she's very smart. But she's. Uh, I hope now she actually gets her own route sometime because this super sub thing she's better than being a super sub and I would have loved to have seen her some point in a Ryanair because I just think she jumps a fence really well as well she might get a crack at being the superstar next season we'll see what happens with Vroom Vroom Mag um, another race you wanted to pick out I think Dave elsewhere in Ireland now, there's, a decent, uh, there's a decent grade uh, three at Nice uh, over two miles on uh, Saturday and Ivan Grosny I'd imagine would be favourite but he's to give five pounds to Super Sunday he's dropping back in trip here Yeah. and I thought Jessica Harton's horse I thought it travelled so well jumped so slickly last day I think it could be a bit of value against Ivan Grosny and I'd expect him to win OK Super Sunday then a big shout there for Dave elsewhere in Ireland over the weekend can we have your naps before I wrap us up one on thing as well did you see podcast? that grade three novice chase at Nace as well looks an absolute I mean you've Annabelle fly Bells Hill, Briar Hill. Oh God, it, yeah. it, it'll cut up beyond belief. But if the likes of Martello Tower, Nambor, um, if any of them went for it, I mean, that's an absolute cracker of a race. Nace really does have some uh, fantastic cars. But Napoise Dean, I would be following your good self, I think. Wow, that's the road to the poor house, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you haven't had a winner yet in this podcast, have you? No. Um, no. <laughs> well, that note, I'll stick with it. Uh, keep in line each way and Super Sunday on Saturday a magic Trixie a magic from, Trixie from, for Dean so Super Sunday keep in line and Ibadaru Ibadaru and myself and Dean are Southfield Royale Southfield Royale yeah will dictate how my weekend goes there's no doubt about that really looking forward to it we've got a cracking uh, couple of days of racing coming up and uh, best of luck to everyone getting involved you've been listening to the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our hosts at Bet Bright, Dave McGurin, Dermot Nolan, myself, Dean Ryan, and Sam Twiston Davies. Thank you very much for another good week. We'll be back next week. As they run the turn into the straight, a good long run to the final fence, and York Hill is the leader. Gangster pushed along. Jet is on the left in the noseband. In behind these is Bailey Cloud and Bella Mom is the back marker as they come down to the final fence now. York Hill and Ruby Walsh out in front from Jet in second and then Gangster at the final fence and it's York Hill over from uh, and uh, Bailey Cloud is gone there on Senior Rider as they race into the closing stages York Hill out in front from Jet and Gangster and they're followed by Bellow Moments they race up towards the finish York Hill out in front chased by Jet has run a good race but it's a comfortable win for York Hill the hot pot York Hill very comfortably Jet a good second then Gangster third Bellow Mom fourth and last ahead of the riderless uh, Bailey Cloud.